difficult, 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 well, what's up with, with your name? Oh, my name is Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is up with my name? What's uh, your name? <laughs> um, I'm Marie. That's Katie. <laughs> and this is the Difficult Women Podcast. I forgot we had to introduce ourselves. My God. <laughs> so that was a weird phrase. I was like, what's did up I with get your married? name? <laughs> I felt like you were like, like, did I get married and I forgot? Like, what? Did I changed my name. I don't remember. Did I ever tell you that my. My favorite name as a kid was Catherine, and I'd go by Cat, and oh, I was obsessed. Really? Yeah. So when we met, and you, you were like, "I'm Katie," you know, and then Catherine, I was like, "Oh my god!" Did I manifest this soulmate in my life when you I did. for years was like, "Don't call me Marie, call me Catherine." Oh my god! Yes, you did. There you go. Fun story. I was like, <laughs> "Call me Francis." That was the name I liked. <laughs> no, are you kidding? <laughs> no, I loved the name Fran. Francis Jeez. Fran. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that explains a lot, actually. That, I know. It's pretty really. on brand. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So I wanted uh, to tell you I went to a concert. I know. I can't wait to hear about it. I mean, so. there was tw- 2,300 people. I don't know. The Ryman holds. So I went to the Miley Cyrus free vaccination concert. It was a secret show, although it was on Twitter and uh, the Tennessean, so I don't know how secret it was, but my sister got us tickets because I berated her with text messages because <laughs> I wasn't home when it was announced, and I was like, Rachel. Oh, I was wondering, why, why are you forcing her to get me? I know, because she sense. has social anxiety and did not want to go, but she mm-hmm. was the one that was home and got the tickets, and it was like so many hoops to get the tickets because you had to scan, upload your vaccination card and all this sort of stuff. So anyway, we um, waited in line for – because also they oversold the tickets because it was a television – it was taped for uh, Peacock, uh, NBC streaming network or service So some people didn't get in? Oh, yeah. Uh, like a thousand probably didn't get in. Oh, my God. That makes me – I hate that. I know. I like that. But it was a, it was kind of a great lesson, I but think, you got for it. my yes. I think it was a cool lesson for my sister though, because when we walked up, there was like a line of a thousand people. She was like, Oh man, let's go. And I'm like, that is not how this girl works. Like I, you mm-hmm. know, I I do not accept defeat easily. So and of course it was no problem. We got in and we got great seats right behind all the male uh camera guys, Katie. I was like, there were so many <laughs> dudes running the show, and I was like, Katie needs to be up in here man and the cameras and stuff but it was so it was such an incredible show so it was at the Ryman Auditorium which is the original Grand Old Opry it's called the Mother Church the um, acoustics in there are just unbelievable but she came out she had so many different costume changes they made like a thing about it there was a drag host there were tons of drag queens because it was a big LGBTQ celebration for pride it was really to celebrate Nashville, too, because Miley's born and raised here. We talked. We, we, me, I went up there and discussed this with her. No, uh, she discussed uh, just how far the laws have come in Tennessee specifically. However, so we should celebrate those things. However, there's so many, especially in Tennessee right now, anti-LGBTQ laws going in mm-hmm. and passing, especially against trans uh, athletes mm-hmm. and stuff. This is a big thing in Tennessee. So it was just for me being in that community of people, it was just, it, I felt like for the first time, like, oh, I am in the right place. Like Nashville is progressive. There's people fighting the good fight. They're living by example. Um, you know, Miley made a big thing about like, you know, you have to live your truth and, um, and also your truth should be like calling out homophobia whenever, wherever you see it, no matter what, in your daily life, in, in front of friends and family and and just, you know, that's how you fight. You can fight politicians, but you have to live it too. And so it was just such yeah. an incredible show. She brought out all these friends of hers and she sang all these covers and it was it was amazing. And you can see it yourself on June 25th streaming on Peacock. It was, and so I'm so curious to see how they edit it together because yeah, 
Oh, it was just so great. But yeah, she and That's we, so cool. we did have to wear masks and our masks were rainbow colored. And so I did post the picture and some people were like, why if you're vaccinated, do you have to wear a mask? It's like, you know what? Queen fucking Miley told us to wear a mask. And that is why I'm, I'm going to wear a mask. Like it is up to the individual, you know, the small business I'm walking into. It is up to the performer I'm going to be around. Like Whoever, whoever, you know, whatever they want to do and and I get to profit from it, <laughs> I will do whatever. And, yeah. And also, keep people safe. Keep reminding people. I just want to keep reminding people that just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you're not going to get the coronavirus. Right. Right. It's yes. It's really important. And like, so this whole idea that it's like you're vaccinated and it's like magic. It's not. Ma- it's just like it's science and it really protects you to a high degree, but it doesn't. It's not 100 percent. Right. So like that. So yes, if you have like a ton of people in a venue like that, you should be wearing a mask, mm-hmm. even if you're vaccinated, because yeah. it's not 100 percent. And there's a variant going around that's coming out of India because we haven't been supportive of their vaccination process um, as much as we should. We're starting to be more. But there's a variant. It's hit uh, the UK really hard now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are getting sick again at the in the UK and it's coming. It's here in the United States. So like you guys like. And it's especially hitting young people, which is terrifying. because they're not getting vaccinated. Right. And the thing, too, is it's like, sorry to be like the downer and all this, but it's just, I just want to keep reiterating that, like, you know, if you're with a small group of friends and you know each other and it's a small, you know what I mean? And especially if it's outdoors, okay, like, it's fine. But if you're in a really big, crowded indoor area, you're better off wearing a mask. And Mm -hmm. if you choose not to, okay. But if somebody is wearing one, shut the fuck up. Right. My body, my choice type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, and also we've talked about this. It's not totally your body, your choice, because you're also affecting other people. But if I want to wear a mask, let me wear a fucking mask. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but the Miley thing sounds fun. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I mean, it was just the and first I- concert in, in what felt like forever. I mean, it was forever. Yes. A year and a half, she said. <laughs> but it was great. It was so great. It made me really love Nashville. So that's cool. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and, great. and as you should, I mean, there's some really amazing things happening. And part of it too is just finding your people and finding the the the, the new people that you want to be with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and learn from and hang out with and I don't know. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Anyway, I really, really encourage people to watch this show too when it comes out. June yeah, 25th. I want to see it. How do you oh. get Peacock? I think it's a free you on your phone it's a free app um but then it is on mm. it's all on it's on my Roku TV but then I guess you have to mm. have some sort of streaming well, we'll have to look it up. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Not a sponsor of Difficult Women Peacock is not so we don't know. What the fuck Peacock get on board. Get on the get on the woman train. I don't know what that means. You know who is a sponsor though of Difficult Women mm. podcast? I know. Do you, (laughs) listener? Well, you'll find out now. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's Horio, W-H-O-R-E-O, Horio at adamandeve.com. All right. Surprised you didn't go by phlegm instead of Fran. (laughs) Sorry. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Chica. (laughs) Hey, I'm out of practice. (laughs) Am I a professional comedian anymore? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, God, that's funny. You got to, you know, you got to bomb a little to, to make it. Um, <laughs> oh, golly. I don't have a segue for this. I was going to say, speaking of bombing, but nope, that's not. Nope, that doesn't go all. there. I, I was going to try explosions, like, like ejaculatory explosions. This is where the connection was, right? <laughs> bombing, explosion, yeah. ejaculation. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. She did mm-hmm. it, ladies yep, and gentlemen. Yep, that's Katie Frame. <laughs> you mean Fran. Um <laughs> So what are we talking about today? We last week we were talking about um, design of vaginas, right? <laughs> where we, where women are getting some labioplasty and things to mostly for cosmetic reasons, and what we thought about that. And as we were discussing, we realized, you know, w- well, what about circumcision and how how related is it? How close to a conversation is uh, female circumcision? Um, 
And I got to say, last week's pod, I was all fired up and I was like, you know what? I I would not get my child circumcised, I think, now, like, whatever. And then I did some research and now I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Really? really to me, this is really tough. Yeah. So oh, I'm curious to, like, share info with you. Fascinating. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you'd take that stance. I didn't either. I <laughs> thought I was going to be like, fuck circumcision. But now I'm like, mm, I don't know. Interesting. Yes. Well, let's start with the history of it, which I think is that sounds I mean, great. I just spent maybe two minutes looking at it, so I'm not a historian, don't really know, but where it looks like the first record of circumcision was back to ancient Egypt. Yes. And I like specifically because I was like, what you know, sometimes we forget. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that, you know? Right. So I saw that it was the 23rd century before Christ, right? So you're mm-hmm. like, that sounds like a long time ago. But just to clarify, that means it was 2300 BC before Christ, which is like 5,000 years ago, basically. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. Right. That's like been a, that's, and it was the first medical procedure ever documented. So 5,000 years ago, they were cutting mm-hmm. off. Foreskin. Yep, they're circumcising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what did you? So, why? Anyway. Why were they doing it? <clears throat> I mean, it's hard to know for sure. I think that what I'm sort of wondering is if they weren't having because they didn't have. I mean, Egypt. The ancient Egypt was very developed mm-hmm. as a community, but I'm sure there were some things that they didn't have. Right, so they didn't have like antibiotics and things like that. I'm wondering if they weren't having infections and things Mm. and they were like you know what fuck this shit Mm -hmm. and they were like taking care of it early Mm -hmm. and i think i I don't know because i don't know that anyone knows for sure right maybe they do i don't know no i couldn't i couldn't find why i mean the reason for it in ancient egypt and uh the romans thought it was barbaric to cut off Mm -hmm. the foreskin uh, the Greek. It may have just. Mm-hmm. It may have been a religious thing. I don't know. Right. It seems to be. I mean, so from the Roman era to the Greeks, the Greeks then like once um, Christianity took hold, it seems as though they were cutting off the foreskin to um, like a lot of priests were doing it. It was like your vow to Christ. Mm-hmm. Vow to and God. And I was seeing too that. In the in the Jewish law, which is what we compare it to most frequently nowadays in terms of religion, like that we know that Jewish yes. people get circumcised, and we uh, non Jewish people get circumcised too. But for religious reasons, the most common connection is uh, in Judaism. And uh, I was sort of wondering what the deal was with that. Mm-hmm. And they say that in Jewish law, circumcision is the physical representation of the covenant between yes. God and Abraham, described in the Old Testament, and is required for. A, the inclusion of men in the Jewish faith. So you have to get circumcised, I think, to be included in the Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you're, like you're saying, this like connection between God and yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's in the Old Testament, which is also a Christian, I mean, you know, we, Christianity uses the Old Testament too. Right, Genesis so. 17. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that off the top of my head. <laughs> I no, I like, oh, look yeah. at you. <laughs> no, I do think that's so interesting though. In Judaism, it really is like, like, hey, God, this is between me and you. Like, I gotcha. This is it now. We are in it to win it now that I've. But I also wonder, like, mm-hmm. I wonder where that came from. Because, I mean, there's some there's some things like in the Bible and stuff that say, like, do not eat pork. Right. Mm-hmm. So now if you're keeping kosher, you still don't eat pork. But there's a there was a reason for that health wise right. at that time, mm-hmm. which was that pork was frequently infested with parasites. So mm-hmm. it was just like not a great idea to be eating pork. Mm-hmm. So it was connected to the doctrine, I think, partly for those reasons. Look, again, I don't know. I mean, if I'm wrong about that, you can correct me. But that's what I've been told and that's what I've learned about Mm -hmm. that so that there's also questions of like was the circumcision happening because they were finding that it was causing some medical issues and they were like let's eliminate it and make us closer to God in that sense was it because it desensitizes the penis Mm -hmm. and it makes maybe someone a little less sexual so it keeps you more faithful in theory I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know well, I did learn thousands of years ago um, during like the Greek and Roman era, if there were people that committed a crime instead of uh, cutting off their dicks, what's that called? Castration? Cast- well, I guess like, that's, well, no, yeah. that's like no. testicles. 
Well, castration okay. is testicles. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it is. Eunuch? I don't know. A eunuch? Well, it's, I, I guess know. like genital. Depeniling. <laughs> Taking away their junk <laughs> as, yep. as like as punishment. Um, they would do that for in some cases if a person committed a crime. But in other cases, they would just remove the foreskin as punishment. Mm-hmm. So that started back Which then is, as well. As an adult would be. Horrible. Yeah. Could you imagine? I mean, yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, because I don't have a penis. But <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting, because like I was going straight to medical documents oh, okay. when I was looking, doing my research, mm-hmm. because I was like, I know that there's some social, and I was curious about social con- conversations too, but um, just curious like what doctors had to say about circumcision. And honestly, like there isn't this like hard and fast either way, particularly from a medical perspective. They in this one article that I found called Male Circumcision Integrating Traditional and Medical Evidence, and this is like a medical doc. It's not like something you're going to find in Vogue or something. <laughs> this is like in a medical ma- magazine. Uh, they talk about um, how, first of all, complications in male circumcision as a baby are very rare. They're very low, but they do exist. And they did find, and the complications tend to be pretty low-key, though it can be upsetting if you have an infection on your baby's penis, you know? Um, But they were saying that the complications are much more likely when they're performed at like a bris by Mm. a religious figure than if they're performed in a hospital. Mm. So like the the infections and the urinary tract infections and things that can come from getting a, a circumcision are like much ten tenfold higher if you get them done like in you know at a catered event like we were talking about, mm. which is not that surprising, I guess. Well, I was listening to the circumcision podcast and they actually said Ooh. something different. They said eleven point five percent of circumcisions in hospitals are result result in some sort of problem. Some sort of uh, like deformity or some sort of malfunction. See, this is where I don't know, right? Right. This is where I don't know. Because I think, how are we gauging what the issue is? A deformity is also different than an infection. So like if you get a circumcision and there's like nothing happens in the moment, but then later on it develops a problem, like maybe that's not being looked at by this this study, right, Mm -hmm. that I'm looking at. Mm. So I don't know. Like this is where I just don't know. But they were saying that like, at the end of the day, I, I do they say anything about though? I will say like let's say you're let's say you're a mother or a father and you're debating like am I going to get my child circumcised? First of all, it seems like getting it done in a dining hall is probably not the better way to do it, even though that's the traditional Jewish way to do it. So right. then I don't know if you're Jewish and you're like well, wait a minute I don't know you know, um, but anyway I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I'm reading is that um, this is like definitely like there's conversations and and different people have different opinions, but all these medical things I'm reading, they keep saying like they really do help. It does help prevent infection and even some penile cancers that you can develop if you get circumcised and you don't deal with the foreskin. Huh. Another thing is, and I've read this in different ways. I did not like the way... They did it in this one trial because they just are like three recent randomized trials in Africa. It's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Africa's huge. It's not a country. So I don't quite know what that means. But they were saying that it reduces um, uh, acquisition of HIV among males by 50 to 60 uh, percent. And it, it reduces your chance of getting herpes by 28 to 34 percent. And reduces your risk of human papillomavirus, which might lead to penal cancer, by thirty-two to thirty-five percent. And here's the other, here's the kicker, ladies. Uh, it also then reduces the risk of females contracting diseases from males if you're circumcised. I read something completely different. This is what's crazy. This, this is why. So this is why, like, I don't fucking know. What did you read? They were saying that the study was like one in four men. Uh, who were circumcised got AIDS. So they were actually mm-hmm. saying, but the way that it's they higher. that it was it was well, they were trying to encourage Africans to wear condoms, and so mm-hmm. they were really, I mean, because of the high rate of infection of AIDS um, when the study, I think the study was 
not recent <laughs> also. But um, they were saying that like this, the data collected didn't make sense because they were making them all wear condoms too. So it was like, get circumcised, wear a condom, you won't get AIDS. Get circum- Don't get circumcised, wear a condom, you won't get AIDS. So like the data that they were collecting on it was just really that like it didn't even make sense for what proving that circumcision and and i don't know when this data was collected the other thing i would say is that like if you're concerned like this is where the africa thing makes me uncomfortable because it's like if we're talking i think they're saying specifically africa because this is there are parts of but also africa is huge and some of it is very quote-unquote developed and some of it is quote-unquote undeveloped which is a fucked up term too um but like if 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 there are communities that are not used to wearing condoms, then your rates of STDs are going to be higher right. no matter what, right? Right. So th- using this as a parameter to know whether or not you should circumcise your American child is not that, you know, it's hard to correlate because also we just generally, um, we generally tend to be more like aware of things like, prophylactics in that sense and like condoms and things you know or not aware but like well privileged you know, we to live in a society where we talk to. about it. yeah we're more privileged to yeah. have more access and like we talk about it more and like you know it's just like a different scenario compared to some play other places mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know but so but that but it's like this is where the conversation is a little muddled because there's some people that are like this is atrocious that we're doing it to our little boys and some people are like actually like there's a reason why we started doing it 5,000 years ago Mm. you know this has like been around for a long time potentially for some reasons right I have well I have comment on that and then I have a comment on what you said something earlier yeah so when you said about like the health I don't know yeah well I don't either this is just from you know listening to the circumcision podcast (laughs) and then (laughs) reading some other articles but um what they did mention is that so Canada, uh, the rates of I guess in the seventies, seventy percent of Canadians were getting circumcised. Now it's like really, really low. Maybe twenty percent of Canadians get circumcised. But um, actually, the Canadian Pediatric Society did make a statement, and they said that circumcision is not recommended. And so, so oh, these doctors are really doubling down and saying that it is not necessary. It doesn't, you know, I mean. Even going a little bit back to history, but in the Victorian era, so circumcision really didn't, I guess, like, I don't know if it, like, fell out off or whatever after, you know, the Greeks or whatever, but the biggest record of um, in Western culture in America was, like, Dr. Kellogg. You, we all know oh, about, yeah. we should do a full thing about Dr. Kellogg because he's a fucking oh, monster. Yeah. But um, so if y'all don't know this, but back in the Victorian era, Dr. Uh, Kellogg, the cornflakes guy, he invented mm-hmm. cornflakes to curb our sexual appetite, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is I've so insane. Kellogg yes. Nightmare, yes. Yeah. But so he, his big thing, he was super Christian and he, you know, wanted to p- make people stop masturbating. Like he thought that master- masturbation would cause diseases, um, you know, also like you'll burn in hell all that sort of stuff so he really like doubled down on the circumcision because um i don't know if it's like (laughs) don't have a penis but like i don't in theory taking the foreskin off it, it like does it make the penis more sensitive then because it's the the nerves on your penis are like the nerves on your fingertips, okay? Without mm-hmm. the foreskin covering it. So mm-hmm. in theory, you would, in my brain, and I'm not a doctor, but like take removing the foreskin, like what that really is it is it meant because then it makes touching your penis hurt, or like is it more sensitive or well i don't know i love that you asked okay i watched a video <gasps> about a 35 year old man who got a circumcision and oh then he God. documented the whole thing uh-huh so this is where this is when cuz as i was looking i was like 
first I was like, oh, maybe like, you know, and I really don't know what to make of all the medical stuff that I found. You know, it's like I'm I'm just and I don't know if it's like they're just trying to push circumcision. So like they're bombarding you with reasons why you should get it. But yet every every time I look at something medical medical and again i don't know what to trust and what not to there they are there there does seem to be there are higher rates of stds and things like that in uncircumcised penis even in the united states to some degree but the question is how much but why yes but why this is where i don't understand well i think this is where i don't i i don't 100 percent understand but one of the things that i'm this is what was so interesting about this guy's experience because he as an adult can then compare, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't go into all of that stuff, but he his issue was this. First of all, well, okay, first of all, did you know, <laughs> I did not know this, and not to scare anybody with foreskin, but as you age, the foreskin starts to weaken and as it weakens, it starts to become more prone to injury. So it can get like ripped and cut and have like whatever. And then it can scar. And then once it starts to scar, it starts to tighten. And when it tightens, it's like restricting. It's like very uncomfortable, right? And the more it tightens, it's like a it's like a loop of disaster because it tightens, but the skin is still de- deteriorating more and more. It's getting like weaker and weaker. And then as it gets weaker, it gets like you know, it starts to have more cuts and things. And the more it cut has cuts, the more it scars and the more it scars, the more it tightens and the more it tightens, the more it weakens and the more it weakens and more it scars. So it just is like this thing that once, if, if you get kind of on that path, unfortunately mm. for some people, not everybody, this is not something that happens to everybody, but this guy for some, for you know, random reasons, his started becoming a problem. So his having sex was painful because of his foreskin and masturbating was painful because of his foreskin. And he was like, just like his quality of life was just terrible. So he debated for years, like he was putting, trying to put up with this for years. Like, do I do this as for Mm -hmm. medical reason to get it removed? Mm -hmm. Finally, it was like he he was like the thing was like the act of sex in the moment was really was pleasurable but then it was like the recovery period was just getting worse and worse and worse and it was like having a thousand paper cuts on the tip of your dick which just sounds Ooh. like sounds like a song ever. we'd write I mean, I can't, yeah a thousand paper cuts that's what i would wish on my worst enemy maybe that's our donald trump song anyway um <laughs> Uh, but so he like really didn't necessarily want to get a, a, a circumcision by any means. Then he went through the whole thing. I saw pictures. Mm, it was just it's rough. Uh, and especially as an adult, like I think that he definitely had some some pretty not serious side effects, but his stitches got a little loose and some not good things were going on. But he got he took care of it, whatever. So then he has he's now foreskin free. And he was like, honestly, like the quality of my life is better overall because he's not having to deal with this specific foreskin problem. Mm. But he was like, but I've lost maybe 50% of my sensitivity. Ah, yeah. yeah. And he was, and he, and I was sort of like, and he's trying to explain, because again, I don't have a dick and I don't have an uncircumcised or a circumcised dick. So I was like, I don't really get like why, because exactly what you said about like, but when you expose it, that's the sensitive part. So shouldn't that be the thing? And he was sort of saying that too. It's like, on the one hand, sometimes when adults get circumcised, there can be like discomfort, like with rubbing in their underpants because it is so exposed. He's like, but the thing is, that's the, that's a bad sensitivity. The, the thing that you're missing if you don't have a foreskin is that it's not just skin. It's a whole area of nerve endings and glands. So you're removing a whole portion of nerve endings. So here's a person that like can compare, right? This is what it was like for me when I had my foreskin and I had amazing sensitivity. And when I was removed, I lost that sensitivity. And then he said, this is what was, so I was like, oh my God, no no to circumcision, except there can be problems with your foreskin. That's why infections happen. And that's why, because it's a gland. And like shit happens, you know, like sometimes you have to get your, yeah, you your, gotta um, wash your thyroid dick. taken out. Yeah. No, but sometimes, I mean, you know, we have glandular problems in lots of ways. So like that's one of the reasons why I think that it does cause problems just because like your thyroid causes problems in a similar way. It can cause like more penile cancer because it's a gland and like thyroid cancer is a thing, right? So in the act of removing it, then you don't have to deal with it's like if we were born and they took out our thyroid, which would be a terrible idea. But like, you know, but then you also wonder how much is it affecting other parts of your body? I don't know. Um, but the bottom line was what was fascinating to me was he he did say, look, if I if I he's like, I'm I had to get it 
because I was just dying in pain all the time. And it was just, I couldn't live my life like that. He's like, but if I hadn't had a medical situation, uh, I would not recommend getting a circumcision in as an adult. Like he's like, I really don't. He's like, but he's like the thing that that's complicated for him too. He was like, if you're if you've been circumcised as a baby, you don't know the difference. He's like, the only thing I lost was the sexual sensitivity, at least so far in two years since getting it. Um, but that's a big deal. It's not like that's a huge deal to lose your sensitivity. Um, and he's like, I'm sorry, it's my new normal. I'm having to deal with it. But then he was like. If I, when I have kids, I'm going to have to decide if I'm going to get them circumcised or not. And he's like, and I don't know. Mm. After everything, he he still didn't have a good answer either. And he's someone that went through both things. And he, I mean, and I was like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to like, because like, I, I think part of the issue is like, I think his father had made a choice not to circumcise him in a community where circumcision was normal, like normalized. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, yeah, my dad just didn't think it was the right thing to do. But now his father was sort of like apologetic that he had to go through the Mm. like shrinking of his foreskin. But then his brothers didn't have a problem like he did. Mm -hmm. But then also like if you do it as a baby, that's different than having to go through it as an adult. He's like, you know, he like lost something like because he knew. But also people say, oh, babies don't remember because like they don't, they're too young to remember. It turns out we internalize trauma it's more than ever even as a baby even if you don't remember it so like i don't know i do not know as a mother like and i'm talking about like if i had a baby like if i was pregnant right now with a son and i had to make a decision i think it's not i don't think it's as i don't know i mean if i was a single mom and i had the choice myself i would say do not circumcise my son but i you know if I do ever have a child at this point, I want to have it with a person I love and I will value their opinion as well and we'll make that decision together. So I can't say. But my big thing, though, is that why the fuck is it just like pretty much a North American thing? Worldwide, 80% sure. of men in the world sure. are not circumcised. There is and 1% in Japan, too, right? not but like very few in China. Europe. In Europe. Very few in Europe, actually. Right. And let like, me tell you, know, you all our English friends are not. They don't have problems with this sort of stuff. I honestly really, truly. No, no. Like, and I think that that's true. I think that it's like, a, a, I think it's Christianity. I think it's like the church of, from thousands of years ago still dictating like, do not masturbate. Do not, do not have sexual desires. Do not whatever. Because but here's if it's the Christianity. Thing, Here's the thing mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that Christianity's it for me because like a, so many of these other countries that don't get circumcised like South America is extremely Christian but they don't have rates of they don't get circumcised in South But America. I think it's just western it's like the grip that the church has in America. Maybe. I don't know. But it's like it, that's a weird thing too. It's like we don't get circumcised in the church in the United States. They do in Judaism, right? Right. But so like I don't it I, to me it almost feels like I don't quite maybe it was a I mean I'd be curious to look up to see like did Puritans get circumcised because that's what American no. Christianity is based on. I don't on. think that they so did. that's where I don't know. It's almost like it's almost like it became like a fad like you were saying earlier that just like took off. I want one thing I didn't look up and now I have all these questions. When did it pick up again? And like when and like was it was it it started in the 1800s and that that was it? Like that was and then since then it's been it, but no, popular? it took a, it took another big like in the 70s and 80s here in America. So that's the thing I wonder. That to me sounds like a fad. Mm. That to me sounds like something happened. There was another Dr. Kellogg that came along, right? right. And said something and there became a popular thing then to like circumcise your children again. Mhm. So I don't know. I mean, I and I I think you're the 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 bigger thing is yes, like most people on the planet are uncircumcised, I would say, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's true. So why if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. You know. Well, this doctor I watched on YouTube explained evolution. So for thousands of years we've been circumcising, you know, or you know, it has been mm-hmm. happening for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. However, the foreskin is still made so it has not evolved it is it is still intact fully and then uh, us human beings decide to take it off or whatever but all mammals have 
uh, foreskin. And it is for mm-hmm. the purpose of reproduction. And even in this video of like the uh, watching like the foreskin move and then what it looks like without it and all that sort of stuff, like the explanation of the reason for the foreskin, this is fascinating. It's actually also for her pleasure. So the foreskin comes back and it like gets gets all wrinkly and stuff which condoms mm-hmm. ribbed condoms are actually mimicking that look mm. that feel mm-hmm. so and also the foreskin then locks in when having heterosexual sex with a penis and a vagina uh it the foreskin locks in the moisture and so the lubricant is contained so then when all of a mm. sudden there's not a right. not a which foreskin which is one of the reasons why yeah, yeah, so it's like just different. Sex Which I think is stuff. one of the reasons no. why you have to like, because that was another thing that the guy said after he got the circumcision. He was like, "It's much easier to take care of," because I think that that's one thing too. Yeah, that like, sure, but it's also not a big deal. look at our. I mean, we take it. Women do stuff every day to take care of themselves, so it's not like it's hard to do that. But that makes sense too. That like, I think just in terms of when. I'm not saying that this is right or wrong or true yeah. or not true. I really don't know. But when people are talking about infections and like, let's say the rate of infection is higher with an uncircumcised penis, that's probably why. Because it's just like you have to make sure it's clean and, and there's little other things that pop up. Is that enough of a reason to circumcise your baby? I, I don't know. I don't know that, you know, I don't I don't know. Here's the other thing about an American baby, right? Like I think if I had a, if I had a child with a, a European person mm-hmm. they'd probably be like we're not gonna circumcise that baby and i'd be like okay great <laughs> but if you have a if you have a baby with an american in america it's gonna be a different conversation depending on who you're with because another thing that i found was it uh, amongst americans um very few americans polled in the study wish that they had not been circumcised and i think that comes from this sense of like everybody's doing it, so I don't want to be the person that's different. Mm-hmm. And that was I read a, a, a like a just a bloggy post about like a family who um, was deciding whether to circumcise their sons or not, and they end up deciding to do it because the dad was like, "I don't want him to be bullied. I don't want him to yeah. look different. I don't want his penis to look different than my penis because that's." feels weird you know like um are these good reasons i don't i'm not saying they're good reasons i'm not saying they're bad reasons i'm just saying they're they're, these are the reasons why people choose these things Mm -hmm. um i thought that that was interesting too i also in this little poll that i was reading they said that um most americans are kind of like yeah let's like do it and um let's get it done but the younger generations are now starting to question like whether it's important enough to do it because it's you know we, we don't know um, it is so traumatic. On the Circumcision podcast, they were talking about uh, nurses, their experience. They, lo- mm-hmm. You know, when a, a baby boy is born, they take the baby, the you know, as soon as it's born almost, and take it and they like – it's like a freaking factory. They're going in there chopping them off and the nurses can just hear the baby screaming. So it's like their first, you know – Couple hours on Earth is just this traumatic, sure. and we don't know what that does to like you psychologically. <laughs> right. Really, the other thing is that um, that it's worth noting that like this one mother was talking about her experience with she had these two nurses that came up to her. One of them, a younger nurse, said, um, "Just make sure like every time like to pull back the the." you know, pull back the extra, any extra leftover skin after the circumcision and just like steer clear of the wound part for a little while when you're changing the diaper. Um, otherwise, the the skin that is there will start sticking to the front part and then that becomes like a whole other problem. And then this other nurse came up who's older and said, no, 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 no. Don't, you don't, don't touch it. Don't mess with it. It's totally fine. Leave it alone. So then she believed the older nurse because she was in, had been around longer. And she was like, I, that nurse was wrong because like shortly after that, her baby's penis was like the skin was starting to stick to the front part because it's like starts, you know, it's like trying to heal and it's, you know, bloody and all this shit. Um so she was saying ultimately that she'd wish that she had not gotten her baby circumcised because um, it just she didn't like seeing blood in their diapers. I mean, yeah. it was part things like that, you know, and they didn't have any religious reason to do it. So it wasn't like, you know, I think that the thing is, I, I just I'm I don't I think I'm a little wary because I thought I was going to be on the side of like, fuck this. This is the worst thing ever. I think that I'm wary of 
there are reasons why people get circumcised. You know what I mean? And there have been reasons why people are doing it. And I'm not pro-religion in a lot of ways, but I don't know. I just feel a little uncomfortable just being like, don't you dare circumcise your baby. If you're like very Jewish and like that's a part of oh, your religion. Oh, of course. Right. One thing I will say is that like, because the, the thing that I think is becoming a false equivalency that we have to be really careful about is when we start now talking about female circumcision, like these are, look, you can't circumcise females, so we shouldn't circumcise males. I want to just make it really clear that a female circumcision is very invasive. It, um, it, there is no benefit. There's no medical benefit in the long run. There's nothing good that comes from it. It happens to not newborn babies. It happens to girls sometimes at 15. The reasons for it are explicitly so that women don't cheat and don't go out and do promiscuous things. So it's just like, I just want to make sure that when we're having those conversations, we're not conflating uh, a a penile uh, circumcision with a vaginal circumcision, because that word is, it's a misnomer for the women, right? Where it's, that's not the same thing. now, should we like, is it something worth talking about because we're doing something to a baby without their consent prior? You know what I mean? And, and those conversations? Yes, absolutely. But I just want to I just don't I think that I've I've been hearing things about like it's the same thing. And it's I, it's just not the same thing when those women, they it's some of them die from it, <laughs> which doesn't happen in male circumcision. Um, it's like debilitating for almost every woman that gets it. Oh, sorry, I got a package. It's a hot topic. It, uh, this one YouTube video I saw, this guy was like, if you want to clear a cocktail party, just bring up circumcision. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Because everybody does have an opinion and it doesn't seem like, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess my opinion is that I'm not sure yet. I'm, that's, that's where I land personally. I think I'm back to where I was. I mentioned this in the pod last week, but I'm back to where I was where I I'd be like I I don't know I need I need to defer a little bit to my husband on this. I would want to be participating in the conversation, but you're not just like whatever you think, but I think that I'd want to have more of a conversation with men that I know. Mm-hmm. Before I do it. Right. As opposed to me as a woman just deciding that I know better because I listened to a podcast or I read a medical journal. I don't, it's more like if I was a single mother, I would 100% be taking a poll. <laughs> you know? Right. Because I think that it's like there's there's complications, even just socially complications. Like uh, like I would love to talk to uh, an uncircumcised man who, who grew up in America and and see if he was like, oh, it was great. I loved it. I'm so glad I got circumcised. Or if they felt like, they were being bullied or something. Because another thing that's fascinating is that there's been a rise since since Americans and people in circumcised nations have been circumcising their children less. Now there's been a rise in adult circumcision because there's some, I mean, why is that happening? So that's where I'm just like, I don't know. And it's here's the other thing about it. It's a huge decision. Well, that's just the unfortunate part <sighs> is that the, the person who it affects doesn't have a voice in it. <laughs> it's so, That's like the most fucked up thing so about awful. it. But I mean. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, I, re- I really, I, personally, I would not make my child, but I would also, I really respect my future partner's decision and like together we would make it. But this is, I feel like I would not, absolutely not circumcise yeah. my baby. Well, I'm. Let me clarify. I'm not saying that I'm. I would. <laughs> I'm right. Just, I'm saying that I don't know. I don't even have a baby to worry about right now, and I think that I feel paralyzed with that mm-hmm. choice mm-hmm. because yeah. Even hearing that there are adult men that are getting circumcised, adult men that don't need mm-hmm. medically. Right. What is that about? I mean, what? I would feel guilty about that as a mother. And if you do circumcise them and then, then they get mad about it, then you feel guilty about that as a mother. So it's kind of like a no-win mm-hmm. situation in that um, the person that really needs to make the decision is not able to do that, just like you said. Um, 
because it's, right. it's not something that like if you're if you're gonna do it like you can't you can't just be like oh I won't get it done and then if he wants to get circumcised down the line he can because it's not really <laughs> one of those choices that can work like that the risk the risk of side effects really bad side effects it's much higher when you're an adult man right not and it's not really when you're like a baby if you're in a mm-hmm. hospital so but I don't know I don't know I don't know yeah, yeah so you I know, I, th- know I thought I was gonna come in here guns a blazing like ah fuck circumcision but you know I just now I'm like I, I don't know you want to know the first uncircumcised penis I ever saw do I I don't know which was the first one is this horse <laughs> well they're I went, all my friend- uncircumcised <laughs> So <laughs> no, but the first one I touched, I should have oh, phrased that. God. Why are you so? But- <laughs> Wait a minute. What, what is this all about? What? Okay, I, before you think I did porn with horses, no, I, a good friend of mine in college rode horses, and uh, the first time I had to touch an uncircumcised penis was you have to clean very, very carefully horses' penises. Or they will get infected. Well, is that because they're uncircumcised? Yeah, because they can't clean it themselves. They can't get up in there. So, Well, then why don't they take out a rib? And yeah. Just, you know? <laughs> but yeah, she was. She looked at me and she was like, we have to go clean. We have to clean this penis now. And I was like, I'm sorry. What? I'm not touching a horse stick. Ten minutes later, just cleaning a horse stick. You know, it's just part of. Yeah, you just got to do what you got to do. Yep. It's part of farming. And, yep. <laughs> <laughs> God. But, and I do I say that. I know I've been talking about a lot about like infections and stuff, but I want to clarify that I don't think that necessarily that that it's unhygienic to have a foreskin. Look, if, if the rates of infection are a little bit higher, doesn't mean that you're not cleaning your dick well necessarily. It's just various reasons why that might be the case. But in women, in their you have infections in their vaginas all the time doesn't mean they're not cleaning themselves well. Just right. you know, pH and little bacteria and little things get in there. They don't. Uh, so I just wanted to clarify that I'm not shaming anyone for having a foreskin and i'm not shaming you for having one i'm not shaming you for not all dicks are beautiful we love dicks and i i think i think it's amazing and thank you for listening to this episode listening to two women talk about dicks like we know what we're talking yeah, about what do, yeah, we know? what do we know <laughs> i almost thought that we should like phone a dick you know <laughs> yeah call call a dick and see, check in but didn't i don't have a dick to call right now but Anyway, I just... It sounds like, though, that that Circumcision podcast is a great podcast to listen to, uh, to get some more information about this conversation. Right. Well, the one thing... Oh, I forgot to bring this up. I thought... I, I don't know too much about this, but on the podcast, they were talking about it. Andrew Yang, when he was running for president, he, the first president in 200 and something years, um, or person running for president, what he had, a, a, like, a stance... Wait, I'm sorry, he's the first... F- first uh, person to run for president uh, with this stance on circumcision. Oh, okay. So he okay. he really he really thinks that it's a Americanized phenomenon that should not be taking place, hmm. and he really wants to make a bill against it. Yeah, I mean, it's still... And people were going crazy yeah, over and it. And again, it's a false equivalency. I'm, I don't want to compare it, but, um, you know, it, it is still... General mutilation. Right. You know, it's right. the definition of general mutilation. When you take something off your genitals, mm-hmm. uh, that's what you do when you circumcise your yeah. baby, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. So. so I'm curious if it'll actually come to fruition in Congress somehow or if that's going – if we, we'll see that in the next, you know, 50 years or so. I, I mean, maybe. Like, no, maybe you can't I, do that. It, it's interesting. The same way that we don't know women's bodies, we don't – there's things about male bodies that we don't know either. Or, or maybe we know, but we don't talk about. And that thing about how um, the foreskin is, I always think about it as like skin. Like I didn't think about it as anything else, but it's full of glands and, and sensitive mm-hmm. parts. Mm-hmm. That that affects the body a lot. So <laughs> I don't know. But if I, if I had to have a baby right this second and I was doing it as a single mother and I couldn't ask anyone, think... I would go uncircumcised. Yeah. Not circumcised. Yeah. Yeah. But well, you're missing something. Write us in. Let us know. I don't know. Please write us in. If you have a penis, write us in. What is what do you think? Do you enjoy your circumcised penis or uncircumcised? Like we're women, so please tell us. Write yeah, us I'm in. especially interested in hearing from a um I want to hear from everybody, but I'm especially interested in hearing from someone who's a circumcised person who is extremely glad that they are mm. circumcised. 
because they're, you know, they're apparently 80% in that one poll were very happy to be circumcised. So why? What's going and on? And also if you're if you're not American, if you're tuning in from Singapore right now, write us in or from Australia. T- tell us Americans like we're crazy. Yeah, pl- yeah because, we're, we're insane. Just yeah, tell us. We, know. we are insane. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just cutting dicks <laughs> off in America. Um, That's us. But email us difficult women podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'm actually going to email Jessica for um, Mamas in Training. I think that she should have a, a conversation she with totally with moms yeah. about this. Because well, because, I mean, the thing is, it does affect moms because they have to make a decision. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, also, I mean, it did make me think, you know, there's some women that, admit, I mean, some families do not want to know the sex of their child until, you know, they're born. But then, like, I mean, hopefully you have the answer prepared before they're like, do you want your kids circumcised? But could you imagine, like, being rushed to to figure that out? I don't know. If you're like, oh, we did have a boy? Oh, God, what do we do? Well, I have to say also, like, especially if you're not religious and then you get rushed to the hospital and then you have to make the decision all of a sudden, you know, circumcised or uncircumcised, and you haven't thought about it, mm-hmm. you know, you should, I don't know. That's a bad I know. Idea. That makes me so stressed out. But I anyway. want to know the sex of my baby. It's not about paying them in blue. It's just about things like, you know, am I going to circumcise or not? Be prepared. It's not about gender identity. It's about like things like circumcision. <laughs> yeah, I I want I'd want to be surprised. I don't know why, but buy a puppy surprise. Make <laughs> 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 things very surprised that way. I just need to get as much information as I can yeah. before I have that baby. Unless you, I mean, it's like that time before sonograms. I mean, people didn't know then. It just popped it out and be like, oh, it's a boy. It's a girl." It's a boy. <laughs> Uh, email us, email us. We want to hear from you, please. And rate and review us on the iTunes. Tell your friends. Um, tell your friends. Tell your lovers. Clean your dicks. <laughs> um, also, yeah. also, by the way, if it is circumcised, that's not an excuse not to clean it. You got to clean your dick. Thanks for listening. We're going to play out this old, old, old goody, oldie buddy goody song right now for you called If I Had a Willy. Take, take a listen. If I had a willy for just a day, I'd be standing up and spray all over the place. Put it in a soft can, jerk off, slap it hard across your face. Don't get me wrong, I'm proud to be a woman, just sometimes I wonder what it's like to have a dog. Does it hurt to ride a bike? Does it hurt to wear a thong? Can you play it like a flute while singing along? If I had a willy for just a day, I'd whip it out while riding on the subway. Measure its length and compare it to his. If we cross swords, I'd shoot him with my jizz. Shooting your jizz all over our guitar player right there. Oh, yes, I am. It's full of protein.